0: Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Dr. B here, sitting in the barn, warm day in Napa. Too warm, no rain for, well, it's going to be probably two months. Crazy. Today, we've got a great question from Haley, South Georgia. A wonderful question because it really, you guys help me a lot by asking these questions because it kind of guides me as to where are the holes in. The services and the all the data that we're providing for you. And this question prompted that. She used our functional directory list and couldn't find a provider in her area. And she basically said, I'm not going to go see anyone. She implied that she can't see anyone until this is fixed. And that's exactly not what was the intended purpose of this list. And I'll get into all the details of that and what my recommendations are. And this will apply to many of you because many of you will not have a functional dentist In your area, even though that list is growing. So, I think the advice that I give to Haley will be very helpful for you and your family because it will give you a great interim solution and it works. I've seen it work because I've been recommending this and just kicking myself for not actually blogging about it. But here we are. This is the purpose of the podcast it gets the information out sooner. So, we'll get to that a few. Episodes ago, I did say I would kind of read other people's, other practitioners' definition of functional dentistry. I certainly don't want to be the only person defining functional dentistry. You know, it takes a village, as they say. That's how it happened in functional medicine. And certainly, we are modeling ourselves after functional medicine. But there are differences between oral health and systemic health. There are differences between the dental practice and the medical practice, the medical model. More managed care, big hospital systems as opposed to single, you know, providers, sole proprietors, smaller practices, and more control. Dentists have more control over what they can and can't do. So unless you're seeing a managed care dentist or a PPO DMO or a DSO. Anyway, so ironically though, I came across something that we did. My daughter and I did a graphic. And our team was revamping our functional directory list, which is where Haley and where many of you go to see if you can find a functional dentist in your area. But this is kind of the back end where the providers go and sign up. So it's a very simple graphic. I'm going to read it to you. There's a little box on the left, a little box on the right. And the box on the left is conventional dentistry, and that's versus functional dentistry, the box on the right. So, let me just read this to you. It's just a very clean, simple way of looking at it. It's certainly not comprehensive as far as definitions goes, but it's just a quick way of understanding what the differences are. So, conventional dentistry on the left here, drill, fill, and bill, reactive to symptoms, pain often occurs before treatment. One size fits all treatments, no concern with fluoride, amalgam, root canal side effects, et cetera, et cetera. That list could be longer. So on the right, we've got functional dentistry. Patient is a whole unique person, proactive with prevention, gets to the root cause of oral disease, considers bio-individual and personal needs, and is aware of risks and benefits of potentially toxic treatment. So just a quick kind of graphic. I'll send you a link to it. I'll put a URL in the show notes. And below that, you'll see the principles of functional dentistry. And I think you may find that interesting. That fleshes it out a little bit more. There are eight principles. So, let me know what you think of that. And let's get right to Haley's question because that's along the same lines of discussion. Functional dentistry, she can't find a provider. What to do? Here she is. Hi, I live in South Georgia and there's obviously no functional dentistry anywhere near me, would you recommend going to a regular dentist anyway? I'm not really sure how to navigate this. Thank you so much, Dr. Mark. Hi, Haley. Thanks for reaching out. That is really... A great question, I really mean that when I say that, I usually mean it, but in this case, it's a great question because I realize it's a question that reveals a problem <laughs> you're right. There are not a lot of functional dentists now remember functional dentists there are a lot of dentists out there there' are are about two hundred thousand, just shy of two hundred thousand in the U.S. We lost about four thousand. I mean, that's quite a bit during COVID. But the number keeps growing. I think we added thirty thousand dentists in the U.S. since two thousand one. And of course, the median age is dropping. More women are going into dentistry. These are all very important and good trends. Uh, diversity isn't quite there yet. But again, that would be an interesting thing to discuss on another episode. But anyway, so what do you do when you've looked at our directory? Again, we have a functional directory. A directory of functional dentists. I think currently there are only about 150 on there, but that's worldwide. So it's difficult, but I do have some advice for you. Here's the good news. First of all, you know, if choosing between a functional dentist and a regular dentist you know, it's clear, you have to see a dentist. It's so important. Seeing a regular dentist, there's nothing wrong with it. Most dentists in the US are very skilled and excellent and you're going to need dental work and you need to have that relationship with a dentist established because you know, who knows, you could fall, you could chip a tooth, you could all of a sudden be in pain. So, it's important to have that in place for you and your family. So, I don't want anyone to think that I'm telling everyone it's a functional dentist or no dentist. Please never, never think that. Now, Here's the good news. There are a lot of dentists that don't identify themselves as a functional dentist. There are a lot of integrative dentists out there. There are a lot of biological dentists. Those are all great dentists. On an individual basis, it would be good to find a good clinical dentist. I mean, that is always the basis for who you see. He or she could be a great functional dentist in terms of diagnosis and education, but you really need someone who is a great clinician. That is so important. And it's the same for medicine. You need someone who can do the job. Of course, it's important that they're doing the right job. In other words, you have to be a good diagnoser. You have to be able to, and that's why functional dentistry is so important. Coming up with the right diagnosis, which determines what treatment you're going to get, really should be based on root cause approach. Fixing things, that band-aid approach, arguably is not a good thing. But again, if you have a good clinician, you're going to at least be safe. So here's what I would recommend, Haley. I would, I'm sure you've read our website, you've listened to this podcast, you know what a functional dentist is, you know what to expect. And I'll go through a short list here of what to ask, but you can ask your dentist and find one. And again, they may not be thinking of themselves or labeling themselves as a functional dentist, but they already may be thinking and, and treating like a functional dentist. And I see this happen a lot. I will go out and visit different dental offices and I'll say, listen, you know, here's what you're doing and here's the big picture. And, you know, join the club. I mean, this is a growing movement. It's exciting and patients are driving it. So be part of it. And again, I've, you've heard me say before, if you're a practitioner, being a functional dentist really does differentiate you and protects you against organized, managed care, corporate dentist, dentistry. I call it Wall Street dentistry. It's on the rise and a lot of practices whether the practitioner is retiring or mid-career, are being bought up by big corporations. And you know where that's going to go. That's what happened to medicine, unfortunately. Anyway, here's what to look for. So, I would – first, you may have a specific problem. Maybe you're six-year-old and you already see some crowding or they're snoring. And so, you may want an airway-centric dentist. And they already may be specializing that. So, go down that route. If your child has a lot of cavities, if you have gum disease, interview and research in your area, someone who's getting great results as a clinician. Uh, Certainly, and I recommend this, I've been recommending this for 30 plus years, go interview the dentist, walk in, get a feel for it. Gut feelings are, I would say, pretty accurate. I am a big fan of the gut feeling and you'll know whether things are being done right. And it's basically whether they're open to you coming in and asking them questions, interviewing the dentist. So those are all good things. But here's what you want to look for. You want to, and you can ask the dentist, you can send them an email. Sometimes the front desk will know, the office manager can confer all this information to you. For example, does the dentist believe in ingestion of fluoride? Do they use a fluoride varnish on their kids? Are they worried about the kid swallowing fluoride? Do they address facial development? How early does the dentist refer to an orthodontist? Who do they refer to? You can check out the orthodontist. If they're referring out at age 10, 11, 12, Facial development's pretty much done. They're taking out teeth and trying to you know, fill those spaces with the other teeth and straighten them that way. They're not really addressing the root cause and that is that your child has a small jaw. It didn't develop properly. So, if that's going on, then you pretty much know that that's someone you may not want to see. They're not really functionally minded. Nutritional counseling, the dental diet, for example, are they discussing that when you come in with a cavity? Is it just drill and fill or is it, you know what, we can maybe reverse this. You should be using, hydroxyapatite. You need to remineralize more. Your mouth is dry. I mean, all these things that you see on our website and hear me say, make sure that that is part of the conversation. You can even just schedule a initial consult and just have a laundry list of issues. And if they don't address it the way you're used to hearing me talk about it, or at least partially at least, then you need to go somewhere else, of course. And you'll find someone like this. Again, not everyone puts up their shingle and says, hey, I'm a functional dentist. That We're not there yet. It's not a recognized specialty. So, the dentist doesn't feel the need to do that. They don't think that patients, potential patients are looking for that. And of course, that's changing. Are they talking about myofunctional therapy on younger children? Do they have a myofunctional functional therapist they refer to. Ask them that. A speech pathologist, that's kind of an older term again, how soon do the referrals go to ortho? If it's 10 to 12, that's an old-fashioned way of doing it. Are they doing an airway check, breathing check on kids? How early do they see the kid? Is that it at six months or is it three years? I prefer six months because there's a lot of stuff that a dentist can catch on airway that will determine a lot of growth and potential for growth and a lot of issues with development and cavities with those baby teeth. You know, Mouth breathing is not normal needs to be addressed, that your little rug rat can't breathe properly if there's a tongue tie or a lip tie, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, ask those questions. Just have a list with you. Always go in with a list because when you sit in the chair... There's that little white coat kind of syndrome where, you know, you get a little nervous. So, have the list. I love it when a patient brings in a list on their iPhone or their smartphone, their piece of paper, a clipboard. I think that's wonderful because I'll look at the list. We'll go through it. We'll check everything off. And I love that. So, do that. What else? Dental nutrition. So important. Airway checks. Again, remember, and you've heard me say this before, dentistry as a profession can predict and see Sleep apnea, if it's going to happen, if it's an issue, we can see that decades before it happens. Why not intervene right away and fix that so that your child when they're a young adult and then later middle-aged, older, they don't have issues that come from as a result of having sleep apnea. In fact, it's more likely to be undiagnosed in middle age why not catch it early? And if they do have it, it's going to lead to a, a just a load of comorbidities of Alzheimer's, high blood pressure, even cancer and energy issues, depression, behavioral disorders. I mean, you name it. If you don't want your kid to ever have to deal with in school and the work world with ADHD, you know, those kind of things, you have to address their airway. There is a connection between the two. Again, this is stuff you already know, you've heard me say. So, what if they label themselves as a biological or an integrative dentist? That's a good start. I consider those two categories they're important. It tells you a lot about the dentist and how they're thinking. But I see those as subsets of the functional approach. Certainly, removing metal fillings safely is a good idea. But you know, it's what are those metal fillings causing in your life? And that's more upstream kind of thinking, integrative. That's a loose term and it's fine. But start there. Look for that kind of dentist. And so, just by weeding them out, by asking them these questions, having high standards, interviewing them or getting an initial consultation, you'll get an idea of who you should be seeing. So, I hope that helps, Haley. That Again, it's I wish we had more dentists on our locator list. Again, that list is growing. It will continue to grow. I see this movement as having momentum because you know what? Dentists like to practice this way. They're happier because they're able to produce better results, better clinical results. The patients like it because they get it. It makes sense to them they have questions and they get answered so again that's how i would handle this Look for someone that is similar to what you want, what you've heard here on this podcast or read on our website. So, and then keep checking in on that list. Also, change the radius for the scan. Maybe you're willing to drive 50 miles or 100 miles. Maybe you have relatives in that area and you'll visit them once or twice during the year. You can combine that with a dental visit. So, anyway, let me know if that helps. I'm glad that you are making this effort and being picky and looking for someone, which I've been describing for a long time now, this functional dentist, in the long run, it will benefit you greatly. And not just with oral health, but obviously with good overall systemic health. If you don't attain good oral health, you cannot achieve good physical, systemic, overall health, whatever you want to call it. So, Haley, good luck on that. Let me know how things go. And then, last case scenario is, and this doesn't work often, but I'm here for you. I'm willing to do this. Reach out to me. You know, it can be on Instagram. I don't see everything on Instagram. As you all know, Instagram is a little confusing sometimes, the interface, and you don't get a something in your box. You know, once it's down the list a little bit, you lose that notification. So, you can try Instagram, but you can also try my email address, mark at com, and I will try and get back to you. Sometimes I know a lot of dentists, a lot of oral surgeons, a lot of orthodontists, and sometimes I know of a good practitioner in your area. And just send me your zip code, and and I'll do a little search for you. And typically what it means, typically it's reaching out to someone in a dental school, which you have one in your area north of you, and then I can get a referral that way. And sometimes that works well. So, anyway, hope that helps. Keep up the good work and keep up the fight to find someone you really want, someone that you know will do a great job. And that really is that functional approach. So, good luck, Haley. Thanks for that question. Loved the question because it makes me realize that that's an issue that we're dealing with and it it reminds me and motivates me to keep working on those issues. So, good luck, Haley. Thanks. And one more thing, Haley, and this is why your question was so great. I asked your question, I brought it back to the ATD team, asked the Dentist team, and this was while we were all working on the little tweaks we're making to the functional directory list. And a team member said, well, what about teledentistry? And I said, of course, that makes sense, but how does the patient who's looking for the provider in their area know that that is something that that provider provides. In other words, not all providers will do that. So we're changing as a result of your question, Haley, I guess what I'm saying, thank you. We are going to make that information available. In other words, you'll be able to search. If you can't find someone the first round go around, then you'll be able to go back to the functional directory list and search for someone that can do medicine teledentistry with you and that way you have fixed that issue where you don't have one in your area but at least you've got someone to go to kind of a backup and anyway so that's my last tidbit or bit of advice find a good clinician you know ask them some questions find out where they stand you still need a good dentist that's always important someone who's well trained good clinically and someone who can a good hygienist is also very important For some people, more important than the dentist themselves because that's all they need. But they need good biannual cleanings. And so, the hygienist is also important. If you don't want the fluoride treatment at the end, just say so. And that should be fine. And then if you need advice on where to go and what to do and what's the big picture, then do teledentistry. So... Haley, great question. Brought out a lot. We fixed some problems with it. Stay tuned for that change. I will mention when it's live on an upcoming episode, and that way everyone knows it's available. And uh, that just rounds out the list and improves the whole experience. So again, thanks for asking that. Great question. Teledentistry. It's big now after COVID. COVID kind of forced it. Actually, during COVID, we actually helped teach a lot of our dentists on how to do that. And also the good news is that during COVID, the ADA, the American Dental Association, came up with some codes that dentists can use for teledentistry. So they've essentially sanctioned it and now dentists can charge for it and charge your insurance for it. So great fix to the problem on so many different fronts. All right. That brings us to the end of another episode. I loved everything about this episode. Question asked, problem defined, and problem solved. That's why we're here. It's the essence of what this podcast is all about. So, Haley, again, thank you. And if anyone out there has a question doesn't have to be about functional dentistry, go to speakpipe.com. Slash ask the dentist. If you have any questions in general, you just want to kind of browse and educate yourself. Again, anything in dentistry, oral health, how it pertains to systemic health, go to our website, askthedentist.com. And then again, the aforementioned directory that is now will be new and improved. Go to askthedentist.com slash directory. And remember, you are helping us, you know, we're trying to define functional dentistry. We've defined it. We're refining that definition. We're explaining what it is and we're trying to prop it up. And by educating everyone and by you understanding how this is great for you and your family, this is helping define functional dentistry. I mean, your patron is helping do that. You spending money at a functional dental office, but it's also helping us to redefine dentistry as a profession overall. So by seeking out a functional dentistry. So anyway, want to thank you for that. And with that, I'm going to end it right here. See you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com slash directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.